Hello. The other seat has a little bit more space. Okay, then the back. Thank you for coming to get me, by the way. Yeah, no problem. I really appreciate it. No, I meant this seat has more oh, space does? here. Oh. Uh, I would prefer the, or not prefer, but it's up to you where you want to sit. Okay. First. Although my son often sits in the back too because like it's like um, oh God, what am I hearing? Why is it not closing? Oh, there it goes. Um, so I was saying my son likes to sit in the back because in the middle. And you can stretch your legs. Yeah. That's okay, there's plenty of room here. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. It's smart of you to call first because yeah, sometimes people arrive and then... Um, they cancel. And then they cancel, they say, no, it's too far. Well, I just wanted to give you the courtesy of knowing how long it was too and just... But this is funny. Second. I'm there. See preferences. Start completely. Now the, the app is sometimes funny. Oh, okay. Should just when you arrive at the location, you should give me the the start button. Yeah. But it was hidden. So Andrew, do I have your permission to record our ride for my YouTube channel? Or are you a private person? I'm kind of a private person. You have a YouTube channel? I have a YouTube channel. And it's just like taxi cab confessions? Right, exactly. I'm gonna <laughs> give you a thousand dollars for if you answer my questions. Right. <laughs> no. Right, maybe I have some like maybe ten dollars here. <laughs> my tips from yesterday. How many uh, your viewers do you have on your YouTube channel? I'll give you my card anyway and you can sure. think about it. <laughs> Uh, how many viewers? I have like 50 subscribers and I started about a month ago, Okay. I think. So I have like, what, two subscribers per day or so? Yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not going to make you famous. Do you have Sorry. any uh, like interesting conversations? Or? That's exactly what I'm having. Okay. I think everybody's interesting and I'm a little eccentric maybe with that. <laughs> But I find everybody interesting and if you talk long enough to people, usually they have stories that just blow your mind that, you know, that haven't been part of my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's always interesting to share. Yeah, um, I would tip, I'd probably say to you, I'd normally have no problem with it. This yeah. trip has just been like, it wasn't a really a vacation. I, we came down here, my wife, um, Staying, that's her relative's place. But uh, we came down here to buy her mother-in-law a condo. Okay. Uh, because she was getting evicted because of the high rental rates that are out here. And oh. she's 80 years old and couldn't afford the rent. Oh my goodness, she so was we, getting evicted? Yeah, so we came down here and, and we're gonna buy her a condo and we had the offer was accepted and 
Mm -hmm. um, when we were here, she got diagnosed with terminal stage four cancer. Oh my goodness! Of the brain. While you were here? Yeah, while we were here, Jeez. and basically, well, m while my wife was here, my wife flew down two weeks ago, and then it went from buying her a condo to uh, having to put her in hospice. So. Uh, oh my goodness! She'll probably be dead in like two weeks. Oh really? Yeah. It's it goes good. that fast? Yeah, it was really. It's re it's been remarkable to see the how fast it's been. So I'm just I'm just like physically exhausted because I was doing all oh, the. I bet. All the. Uh, I'm so sorry, man. That's, that's okay. It's, you know, I've lost a parent before. I know what it's like. It's Oof, I haven't been there yet, so and I hope yeah. uh, they wait. Uh, but I'm sure that. Um, wow, that is a hard time for you guys. Now, how's your wife doing? She's doing really well. I think she's, I think she's just like operating off of um, adrenaline and a sense of yeah. duty and purpose mm -hmm. and trying to put her mom in the best facility. So she must be in shock, though. Both of you, yeah. Must be I in think shock. she's a little bit of in shock. I, I, I when they, uh, well, because I was back home when I when we were talking about it when she got diagnosed, I was able to look everything up and talk to my. My mm -hmm. mom's boyfriend is a physician, so I talked to people, and it was mm -hmm. pretty—it was pretty bad. Uh, I've never heard of a cancer being that fast, like within a month or two. Yeah, I guess she's—I think she had it. It spread to her liver, and then it went from her liver through her spine up into her brain, and has coated her brain. So. Um, and once it's in your brain, it's just—it's yeah, and I guess it's—it's it's two to four weeks within diagnosis. That's how long you have to live. Um, if left untreated, and she doesn't want to be treated, she's 80 years old and is too weak to do rehab anyway. So. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if she's 80, that is a respectable age. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's uh, my dad died at 71, so you know, I think when you live to 80, or I mean, you know, anything can happen at that age. You know, it's uh, so true. Life is really like every day is a blessing once mm -hmm. you're that yeah. age and uh sure some people live to a hundred and something but that's rare you yeah know? my grandfather just died he was 105. no serious yeah oh my goodness it's like that's living too long you know i think when you depends on the quality of life no yeah i think it's just the amount of care you need her his his daughter was caring for him and through COVID and all the things that happened with COVID and um, it's just it's a, it's a but still I mean this is sort of sudden and then it's always more difficult yeah my uh, sister died of uh, skin cancer mm -hmm. it was just a three-year process so it's sort of you learn to live with it and then you know you, you just know that the inevitable is gonna happen sure I mean we're all point, but you know, we're all terminal. But we're all terminal to a degree. You know, we, we none of us. Life know, is temporary. Yeah, so it's true. But what you guys are going through is like when it happens in just a few months. It's hard. Yeah. It's really tough. I'm sorry about that. Uh, love. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it happens. Just uh, you do the best you can. So what I understand now from you going home because probably you have work. I do. I, I took off the whole week uh, to be with her, and I've a, I'm a lawyer. I've got a very stressful job, and um, an unsympathetic, I think, employer. To be honest with you. Um, 
so not to not to say it's their problem, but uh, yeah, it's just you know, a week is a long. You know, I got to go back and do the things I have to do, and so she's gonna stay until Wednesday, and then I think she's gonna take come back home. So, so she, your wife will stay with her mother until she passes away. No, she's no. gonna leave. We put her in this facility in hospice, and mm -hmm. it's like we paid for it. It's not cheap. But she doesn't have very long, and my wife just wanted to make sure her mom died comfortably. And not. Right. I think um, it was pretty painful because when we went to her apartment that she was being evicted from, it was mm -hmm. not a good place. It was. Uh, I saw rat, like rat droppings underneath the bed. I think she had been oh living goodness. in like a condition that was not healthy. Um, wow. So maybe she had just been living with this, you know, the way she'd been feeling for a while. They're not. My wife and her mom are not really close, okay. but, um, you know, she was trying to do all this because she just wanted, she felt like a sense of duty to we, to help her mom, and oh, she but, would do it for my mom, and I feel like we just agreed that we would try to do everything to make, you know, to take care of her. And, uh, that's a wonderful thing you're doing, though. Yeah. I mean, that, I'm sure that's a huge amount of money, but to let somebody uh, die in peace in that way, you know? Yeah. But also the fact that you guys came over and helped her out with all these things, uh, yeah, in somebody's last days, that that is a big help, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's and a lot. It's a lot less money than the condo, but fortunately, you know, right. we weren't able, we actually got out of it, so we weren't stuck with having this condo and then having nobody to be in it. So. Well, the condo would have been a good investment, though. Yeah, it's true. Yes. But you know, we live in San Francisco, so it's just far. It's far for us to have to manage something. Yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, I think we we're both disappointed. She even wanted. She thought maybe we should keep it, and, and um, it was on Palm. It was on Palm Avenue in the Glades Golf Course. Okay, yeah, that's it was, nice. It was like a two-bedroom, two-bath. It was nothing fancy. It was just very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, First-floor apartment. It's a pretty environment. Yeah. Um, it's safe. Right. It's quiet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's beautiful. Wow, what a story already, jeez. Was, we just started five minutes yeah, ago. Sorry. I'm sorry like baffled. So like, it just, yeah, that's just why I'm just kind well, of like emotionally exhausted. I'm just exhausted. Oh, and I it, bet. It yeah. makes me think of my own dad, and he died of leukemia, and that wasn't easy either. And I just feel like, you know, you think back of all the things you go through in your life. Exactly what is, what is leukemia exactly? Is that a bone disease? Yes. Yeah. But where you can, uh, where your bones... Uh, can no longer move or exactly how? Yeah, you know, you can do like a bone marrow transplant because mm. the cancer's in the marrow, so you could do a bone marrow transplant. Oh, yeah, leukemia is um, Assuming cancer. you have a match and assuming you survive. Um, I heard it's painful. And unfortunately, my dad did have a match. Uh, his sister was a perfect match, but he just didn't live long enough to get to that point. Because 71 is sort of a little early. Yeah. And especially with his dad living, his mom lived to 99 and his dad lived to 105. So he yeah. was survived by both of his parents. Yeah. Wow, he, he was survived by his parents. Yeah. At 71. Yeah. That is just amazing. Yeah. Jeez, how many stories are you going to have uh, today, Andrew? <laughs> I think I'm going to get the... I should have my own channel, I'm stoking. I'm telling you, <laughs> just, this is Andrew's Live <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Come to you live. 
No, that is, uh, we're laughing now, but so far these have been, we gotta change the subject though, because uh, otherwise we start both crying and that's yeah. not good for me driving. But, um, the plus side is it's beautiful here, it's, um, the weather's perfect. So how is it different than San Francisco though? San Francisco's well, nice. Yeah, it is. It's it's 50. It was 47 degrees or something in San Francisco. It's been it's been raining. We've had we've had all these floods. Oh yeah. You, so, yeah. All these warnings and yeah. like bomb storms. I've yeah, never heard of that. Crazy. What is that? It's been crazy. It's rained more than I can remember. But what is a bomb storm? I've never it's heard of that. It's a bomb cyclone. I guess it's bomb just like um, it's like a storm that doesn't mm. move. It just sits over this area and just. It was raining, I think, for like two, it felt like two or two weeks straight. It just didn't stop. Um, it rained for two weeks. Like you know, straight? it would stop for like maybe a couple hours and then start right up again. Um, oh. And it was windy and like you know the streets are flooding and because um, we've been in a drought for yeah like four years and right now we get all this rain. We have had fires and now we get all the rain. So it's kind of that's a little extreme. Plus. Of course, when the land is that dry, it doesn't soak up the rain either. Yeah. It just all starts flooding stuff. Wow. Yeah, I read about it in the news. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's the far from my bed show kind of thing, yeah. you know? Like, oh yeah, California. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's them again. <laughs> they may always exaggerate, too. We yeah. had relatives yeah. call us, are you guys okay? We're yeah. like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's a big state. So, you know, when they say California is flooding, it's not... We're not, not like, underwater. It's, it's not like we have a hurt. It's not like you know what happened in Naples a couple months ago. It's just like it's just a lot of rain. Like you know, nothing flooded in. I think I had some water in my garage. That's not as much as it. I had like a small little puddle under my car, which you know went away yeah, yeah. in like a couple of hours. <laughs> well, it wasn't like three feet high. No. So no. Yeah. Um, San Francisco is beautiful. Though. I've been there once uh, when I was eighteen. I was living in Fresno. Okay. And uh, actually, what happened is that they 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 put me on a Tiger cruise, like on these uh, on the Enterprise uh, aircraft carrier uh -huh. that came back from the Pacific. Okay. Stopped in Hawaii, and then it goes from Hawaii to San Francisco. Okay. And I took that boat back, and then I was in San Francisco. And I had a couple of days to spend there. Oh, beautiful. Where are you from? From the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. Well, when I was 18, I was an exchange student mm -hmm. in Fresno, the most boring town of yeah, the United States of America. I was about to say, I didn't want to say anything, but... <laughs> but, yeah, it was orange country, but I, I really enjoyed it, though. It was the best year of my life. Uh, well, one of them. But um, opened my eyes to the United States, that's for sure. What brought you here? Well, we've been now in Naples for two years. Uh -huh. I have two uh, kids that are American, and it was time for them to uh, go to college. Okay, where did, where did he go to so, school? So actually my son is in uh, Los Angeles, uh -huh. um, Pasadena Community College, I believe, okay. uh, studying uh, music production. Uh -huh. And uh, my daughter uh, goes to uh, CSU in uh, Colorado, Okay. Uh, studying wildlife uh, preservation. Okay. Yep. Does your son want to obviously he wants to transfer from the community college? Does he want to go stay in LA? Yeah, he he has a hard time uh, 
doing the school uh, studies. Yeah. He's more like a hands-on kind of person. And through several courses and some community college courses, he hopes to eventually get some degrees as well. But it's more like networking with other people and yeah. getting into the music business. Okay. He has an amazing ear, an amazing feel for rhythm. He's very creative. I'm sure that he'll he'll get his yeah he'll find his way. Uh, but if you ask him to go study English or study history and things like that. It's hard yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah, I went to junior. I went to junior college, and then I transferred to uh, to UCLA. So that's why. Uh, okay, that's nice. Well, you're a lawyer. And what kind of law? Uh, I work in finance now. Okay, so like business law. Then? Yeah, do transactions, investments. Okay. It's not. It's pretty boring. It's not. Uh, I used to be a trial lawyer for a couple of years, but it was just too stressful. I mean, is it boring for you or for the outside world? Because you, um, I know. I, I mean, I I like it. I like I like working on deals. Yeah. I like um, you know I travel a lot and I like work on deals. I mean, it's about as uh, I have never been somebody that um, I think I came. I went. I. I come to peace with the fact that I'll never love my work, put it that way. Um, like, I don't live to work, I work to live. There you go. And, uh, you know, I love... That's a good reason to work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. I, I love other things. It's hard, it's not easy to have that relationship, but um, I'm just hoping to work really, really hard and maybe retire a little early and then do what I, like, write for a living or just do things that I would love to do as a passion or something so. and I'm not having kids so my wife and I are having kids so it makes means we'll have more money to spend on ourselves yeah more money to spend and more flexibility in making yeah. the choices that you want to make yeah you just have each other uh, you 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 don't plan on having children or you don't want or you cannot no uh, well it's funny I may look really young but I'm actually 40 my wife is on the older side I mean we could it worked everything works if we wanted children well, you're not you're not on the older side it takes five minutes to work for you yeah yeah it's true but that's true <laughs> that's true I'm, yes that's true I um, mean I'm, I'm 56 so I can still make... I was just being I was just being polite to the other yeah, side yeah. <laughs> that's true that's true yeah, yeah. you, you got to do it together right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no but, but uh, it's true though her yeah. being in her 40s that is stretch, yeah. stretching it I mean we met each other seven years ago and oh. We could have we could have had kids. We we, we talked about it a lot. Um, yeah. But uh, I think you know also when my dad died, I, I just kind of felt like, what do I really want to do out of my life? And sure. you know like I, that kind of vision of having my parents be grandparents and it kind of just it was kind of sad, but it felt like it got shattered for me and it made me reevaluate what I want to do. My mom has grandkids already. I have a sister and a brother. And, She's a grandmother. She's she's got everything she needs. So um, so you don't feel the pressure no. from your parents to no. provide yeah. grandkids. That's a good thing. Yeah, li every life is different, and we live our um, 
these things they sort of happen or they don't also but um, I mean, I've, I've accepted that uh, you, you're, you always wish for what you don't have and I'm sure there'll be a point in my future where we wished we had kids but I also have a lot of friends that have two, three, four kids and they're jealous of our flexibility the fact that we can <laughs> travel anywhere and, oh. You know, it always goes both ways, so... It's so true. Um, and you gotta see the positive side of things as well. Like you say, uh, it goes both ways. No, I'm sure a lot of people are jealous of you as well. Because you guys can travel easily, things like that. Yeah. You travel a lot, you said? Yeah, I do. I mean, per for work and then also just because we don't have kids, so we, could, <laughs> we can go places. Uh, yeah. Is that one of your hobbies to travel? To yeah, go? I love traveling. Um, yeah. So I'm. My mother's from Argentina, so I've got oh, family really? in Argentina, uh, so I've gone a lot. Uh, so you speak Portuguese then? No, uh, Spanish. Oh wait. Yeah. Argentina is Spanish. Yeah, I did live in Brazil though, actually. Brazil is Portuguese. Yeah, oh, Brazil is yeah. Portuguese. So I, I did live in Brazil actually after law school. So you do speak a little Portuguese? Uh, a little bit, yeah, not very well, but I, I lived in Sao Paulo for uh, six months. Oh, okay. Um, Brazil's great. I love Brazil. And they also speak Spanish? They do. They don't really speak English, though. Huh. Um, it's right. unusual. For like most countries speak English, but Brazil does not. Um, actually, a lot of Japanese speakers in Japan, in uh, Brazil. Oh, really? Yeah, the most outside of Japan are in Brazil. They have a strong uh, Japanese connection uh, yeah. with trade or something. Yeah. Or, uh, geographically, it's uh, down on the other side of the earth. Uh -huh. Same hemisphere, I guess. Although Japanese, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're here. They're in my country. They're in Brazil, apparently. And yeah. They're very hardworking. They they went. Yeah. I guess they went to Brazil, and within one generation, they became very successful. Um, oh, yeah. So you see a lot of law firms with like uh, yeah. Gonzalez, Gonzalez, and Futanabe or something. Oh. You know, like, it's like <laughs> it's so like funny. Three, like Spanish, Spanish, like Portuguese, Portuguese, yeah. and then Japan. It's like yeah. it's and like, then Japan. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have your own law firm, or are you like independent, or how does no, that work? No, I work for a I work for a company. Company. We're okay. kind of like a private equity firm. Uh, okay. We're small. We're like 12, 13 people. But, uh, okay. So equity, that means that you buy buildings? No, actually what we do is we, we invest in uh, we invest in, 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 in the law. So we invest in big litigation. Um, so oh. like, for example, have you seen like Morgan & Morgan? Uh -huh. Those billboards, the law firm Morgan & Morgan. So it was over here. We we'll work with their clients. We do um, basically finance it. We buy out pieces. It's like basically just treating like lawsuits as if it was the stock market. And you buy it. You buy shares of it. Um, you can buy shares in a lawsuit. Well, you buy you buy an equity piece. So um, never heard of that. Yeah. So for example, let's say like you're like you mentioned your sister died let's say she died of lung cancer instead of skin cancer mm -hmm. and you sued uh, big tobacco mm -hmm. and then you won uh, 50 million dollars mm -hmm. and they would appeal it 
so the money gets locked up in the, the courts and they have to go and it just takes years and years and years mm -hmm. you, someone like me would give your lawyer a call and say hey um, we like Mark's case uh, we'll give him 10 million dollars in return for like 20 million if you win and if you lose your case um, in the Supreme Court or something you get to keep the money so oh, it's that like, is interesting. Yeah, so it's like it's like big stake, um, you know. And the, and the amounts are that big, yeah. like you just mentioned. Yeah. But you really need to know that you are able to win the case before you make an offer like that. We do, yeah. I mean, we do lose deals, but we do win. We think we win ninety. We win like ninety-three percent of the deals we do. So we do lose deals, but. Uh, so that way the. The, so me, Mark, I would then like have more security that I get my money. Yeah, so at I least get a lower it's like amount. you're 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 taking a risk, or like you're you're hedging your bets essentially. You're letting somebody like us come in and give you money, um, and you can still you're still proceeding with your case. We're not taking it over, but right. um, we're just you know you're going to get less at the end of the day, but you're also getting ten million dollars, maybe five years before you might ever see the money. Um, yeah. So, and we do it with lawyers too. Um, we do it with big firms. Um, huh. Yeah. Hedging against the case that I could lose. Yeah, just my hedging case. against the risk of loss. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. It's, just, it's like insurance, you know, insurance on your case. So. Yeah. Um, huh. I never heard of that. Uh, interesting, yeah, of course. Yeah. Makes sense. It sounds like to me like an interesting uh, kind of uh, job, though. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to do deals and fun to do all the stuff. But it's stressful, you know. It's uh, how is it stressful though? You need to study. The, well, you've also got to you've got to find the deals. You've got to sell them on the uh, like on the the actual risk benefit, um, and then you've got to underwrite the deal and make sure that. It's actually a good case, yeah. and then, and then you've got to, you know, hope, you know, then you're just following the case for years and years and years, and hopefully, you know, you yeah. use, you just keep doing so many of these, and so, um, like, we lost like a 10, 10.4 million dollar deal th this year. Mm -hmm. That was hard. Um, I mean, it's not my money, so. <laughs> you know, these are like rich, rich hedge funds that we manage their sure their money. But I'm sure that you get uh, also a commission. Yeah, I do. Or like a I bonus do. if you win. And I so do. Yeah, it still so. hurts your wallet in a way. Yeah, uh, you guys lose. But I can also imagine that you get paid nicely because that's very difficult work what you do. It's because uh, especially having to be able to bet on it. Yeah. Do you do your own diligence or? You just look at the case, you read everything, and then you draw your conclusion. Like, yeah, this we, is winnable, or this is... Yeah, we do our own. We do it. We meet as a group. We, we discuss it. We get into arguments and fights over it. Um, sometimes I don't win those fights. Sometimes I lose the fights. Like, yeah. it's always hard. Sometimes I, I like a deal a lot, but I think it sucks. You know, like, I just I think I'm like, you know what? I don't think we're going to win this case. And then other people feel differently, and kind of battling over it and then within the company yeah within the company and then we always uh, we get an outside impression too we, we, we pay for um, 
another lawyer, like a specialist. Oh yeah. You know, he's, they're very like the best of the best. We'll send it six people who charge like fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars an hour. Oh and, really? Yeah, insane. Yeah, oh my god. And it could cost a hundred thousand dollars just to get a review done. Oh really? But yeah, it's these crazy. people are that good. Yeah, I guess I can't believe it. I mean, I just like to think about what these people do. I mean. Uh, that that must be experience. Yeah, this I mean, cannot be a young kid, twenty-five out of law school. No, they're always no. old. They're like yeah. in their seventies, exactly. and they're like you know multi, multi bazillionaires, and they exactly. they're just like on their third marriage, and they just work <laughs> so much. Oh, that's <laughs> you know, like they're just <laughs> they're they're like uh, you know like Wall Street kind of like powerful men, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and they the wives become younger and younger probably yeah. and they love it too like when we call yeah. them like hey we got a Kate we want you to do a review they love that stuff they're like uh, uh, but uh, so is it, that is that your future too no no probably not no I mean not the wife part I mean the uh, <laughs> those kind of cases when no, you're older and I'm you not, have more I'm not really like motivated by money to be honest with you I am uh, I feel like when I was when I was a young lawyer, I, I got really lucky. By the way, I, I found this job on Craigslist. Okay. Like I I, I was uh, we were very small. We I grew with the company and yeah. um, I just got very lucky. And I was always broke when I was growing up. I just felt like I you know my parents like did well. They were successful, but I just never asked for anything. I never like I just always did everything myself. Nice. And I went to junior college. You know, like I I just did everything on my own, and I just. I feel like, you know, I'm not really motivated by it. I just, um, I just want to have a good life and like, you know, travel and, um, yeah. I like golfing and like, I'm, I'm simple. I like to read, I like to golf. I like. Sounds to me though, you're living the life. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, most people have a hard time making ends meet, mm -hmm. you know, they live a life and yeah. It's uh, it's hard to win. Yeah, I mean, well, the funny thing is, when I obsessed about money, I, I never had any. I was always so broke. Yeah. I was always so broke. Yeah. And uh, once when I just decided, I just was like, screw it. I'm just gonna just work. I just, just, just work. And then I started making some money, and then I, you know. Uh, yeah. Eventually, you found uh, the perfect job to uh, make good money. Yeah. Uh, and that's nice. It is yeah. good. I mean, the things that you can do with that in your life. Um, you know, I do agree that money doesn't make happy uh, per se, but we definitely do need do need it. Yes, yeah. And, um, let's see. No, I mean, it afforded us to be able to come out here and do what we needed to do for my wife's mom. And, yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, that's like what, that's like what the, that's what it's supposed to be for. Right? Yeah. Like Yeah, it's funny how these things go. Uh, my rent got raised. Yeah. And so I needed to go work for Uber. Uh, I couldn't think of anything else uh, at the moment. So I just needed, yeah, because the rent gets raised within two weeks. So I cannot like start a new business in two weeks, but I needed cash right yeah, away. That's what they did to my brother-in-law. At the end of January, it was uh, yeah, they said they, I guess they raised it $500 and she couldn't afford it, so. Yeah. Yeah, mine was raised uh, with a thousand dollars. That's a lot. Yeah, within two weeks. That's just crazy. That's crazy. And, uh, and I that's, a, that's a significant amount of money that... 
Yeah, for me that's that is significant. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. almost uh, doubling the rent. Well, it's twelve extra. Yeah, it's twelve extra thousand dollars a year for you. Yeah, you know, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Do they think that people can pay these rents? Like, well, apparently people are because there is. A, I mean, it's still a free market out there, right? Yeah. But it's becoming a problem. It's uh, because everybody's leaving Naples. Can't afford it anymore. Yeah. But you need also middle class and lower class people to make your society function. Yeah. You know, a city cannot exist only on rich people. I mean, yeah. who's gonna yeah. trim the lawn? Who's yeah. gonna do the supermarkets? Who's gonna do the yeah. shops and stuff? And you gotta have that top part of society in your city too. Yeah. And. Uh, it, and I know that the mayor and the people up there in the, the government, they're talking about it. They're seeing that it's becoming too expensive in Naples and uh, yeah, what they can really do, I don't know. If everybody wants to come to Naples, then yeah. prices keep rising. But uh, but I'm actually having a good time with Uber, so... Oh really? How long, yeah. How long have you been driving you know, Uber? Like, now like a little over a year. Okay. And. Uh, and then there was a point where, like, sort of like a little bit boring, but then starting the YouTube channel uh -huh. just makes me a little bit more present mm -hmm. and more talkative. Sure. And uh, I enjoy that. It's, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to meet people. It's nice to drive. I like these long rides too. And then, you know, all these situations in life are temporary, so. Yeah. Usually things work out fine. Uh -huh. Hopefully the economy picks back up. And well, I'm I'm expecting the first uh, more of a recession. No, I see all these big companies laying off people. Yeah, I think it'll uh, be a Google. rough year. I think it'll yeah. be a rough year. Yeah. Um, but you know, things do get better. Like you said, they, they things are temporary. You know, they, yep. they go back. Exactly. This way, I'm able to send some money to the kids, uh -huh. so they don't have to take to go in debt as much. Yeah, that's why I'm grateful to have a job. Like, I, it's it's hard. People like my, I've got friends that have lost jobs. I've got people in tech. You know, my wife works in tech, and people are always getting fired. So your company is in San Francisco? Yeah. It's local. Yeah, yeah. No plans to move over to uh, Florida? Not yet. Yeah. It's for when you retire. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, California is very expensive. It doesn't really make any sense to retire there, so... Mexico is cheap. <laughs> I love Mexico. I actually do too. I was just there. You were? Yeah, I was the, in Mexico City for a week and then uh, San Miguel de Allende, if you know where that is. Uh, I drove there from Mexico City. Uh, no, I don't remember. Is that close by? Oh. It's like three hour drive from Mexico City. It's, in the, it's, uh, it's the safest city in Mexico. It's a colonial, it's a world heritage site. The UNESCO. Is, is that where the, uh, the Sun and the Moon Temple are? 
Maybe, yeah. There's a, I think so. There's a huge church chapel. It's like, it's the colonial, really cute cobblestone streets. Um, really yeah, great yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Um, very friendly. Nice. Uh, I love you? Mexico. Yeah. I would live there. I'd love, I mean, I'd, that'd be my dream. <laughs> no, I would do it too. I mean, uh, I have the same experience. I lived in Mexico for about 10 years in Cuernavaca. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. You speak and, Spanish, uh, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. Which is handy in Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, my wife lived in Mexico City for a year uh, when she was working. Um, so she just always wanted me to go and show me around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. Mexico City is not my thing, though. Really? No. I love, like, certain... Some of the neighborhoods are so great. Like, uh, Condesa is so cute of a neighborhood. I, I, uh, I love Baja, too. I mean, I love the coast. Uh, I mean, that's a city of 23, 24 yeah, million it's people. It's, it's so like, intense. It has more people in one city than my country. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's crazy. It's like, I... When you're there, I was, you know, going around, you're driving around, you're like, okay, I think I'm starting starting to see Mexico City. Uh-huh. And then you go to this other part and you're like, there's a whole other city yeah. in the city. Yeah. And it just feels it just feels enormous when you're there. Yeah. Yeah, it never stops. Yeah. It's also when you fly in to Mexico City Airport, uh, you just fly over the city. For at least like 15 yeah. minutes, yeah, you know, you just keep you just look outside going. and you just see city, keeps city, going. city. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. So big, yeah. But it it is special. It has a lot of heritage, a lot of history. Yeah. Uh, especially with the Maya yeah. Uh, yeah. culture or Incas, yeah. what is it? And uh, yeah. that's beautiful. You can still see that in the people's faces, also. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, it's probably like where you you said Hidalgo that the cobblestones that place that yeah. you see a lot of like ancestry in the people's faces and that's very beautiful yeah I, I used to like uh, to go to uh, Teposlan mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that yeah same kind of little thing with cobblestones and then the marketplace uh, wonderful yeah a lot of history over there yeah and then the Spanish of course they build their cathedrals on top of all the Mayan yes. temples yeah so they try to dig out the Mayan temples below that a little uh-huh. bit sometimes here and there and that's yeah it's just amazing yeah you definitely see I, I, I remember feeling because I was in Guatemala for a while uh, oh. and, uh, and I remember seeing the people there look very indigenous much yeah. more than Guatemala too yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you do in Guatemala uh, I was just studying Spanish I lived over college just did a summer there and um, you studied in uh, Antigua yeah I did Antigua Antigua and then I did my dad was uh, when he was he graduated medical school he he did his he, he volunteered in Chimaltenango Chimaltenango because they had uh, an earthquake in the late 70s so he oh, went yeah. out there and worked at this place called the Bear Horse Clinic which is in Chimaltenango and huh. I just kind of felt like well I wanted to go see what he did so I um, went out there when I was 20 small world I worked in the Shimaltanango really yeah when yeah that must have been let me see early 2000s like 2002 or so that's when I was there you were there too <laughs> oh, who knows so we yeah. sat next to each other in the yeah. bus 
Who knows? It's great. I've heard my dad said that the town just exploded when he was there. Just with the yeah, there's buses going by everywhere, and the chicken buses everywhere. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Much fun of those. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Stuffing with people and the people yeah. on top, on the back, yeah. hanging out the door. That was a, that's a crazy time because it was right after the Civil War in 94, you know, that's a, right? It was 94, 96? I wouldn't know, no, I, <laughs> I didn't study uh, the history of it. Much. But you could see it, I mean, just with the, with all the soldiers walking around with the guns and everything, it felt like, huh. Yeah. Didn't really notice that, yeah. I never felt unsafe though. No, neither did I. No, in Guatemala City, yes. There wasn't always uh, yes, yeah, that's not, a good yeah. vibe. But no. Chimaltenango is such a... Yeah. Not at night, some some places were dark and she don't want to walk around too much at night. But in the, the daytime, it was very yeah. great. And there was this little town next to it. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. And yeah, we had an orphanage there. And so, and I was doing the IT for that orphanage. Okay. Meanwhile, going to Antigua to uh, learn Spanish. Interesting. Yeah, that was the beginning of my That's awesome. volunteer work for that organization. And I still work for them, but no longer as a volunteer. Uh-huh. But I do still IT for that same organization. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, they have orphanages in throughout Central America, South America, the Caribbean. Uh, that's where I met my wife oh, in, cool. uh, in Haiti. Of all places, I fell in love in Haiti. <laughs> oh man, if what's I had that, only known. What's Haiti like? <laughs> Poor. Yeah. Uh, dangerous. Okay. Uh, but the people are wonderful. And we were living in a small little uh, mountain uh, town. Uh, and the people over there were just wonderful. Just, uh, Haitians, uh, because life is so tough and it's so hard, they bond together so strongly. So family is first. It's just the only thing that matters is your to have a good relationship with your family. Yeah. Because you gotta help each other. Yeah. For survival. That's your that's your safety net. That's your safety net, exactly. Yeah. If you cannot find the food today, then you go yeah. to your uncles or nephews or cousins or parents or yeah. grand or whatever there is of the family. Yeah. And uh, I thought that that was amazing. That is just how life's supposed to be. Yeah, well, you know, the, in the, the West, community we supports each other. You know, through yeah. dark time, and you know, we don't have that here. No, no, because life is so easy. There's no hunger. Yeah, you know, and uh, we sometimes lose a little bit of track what life's about. You know. Yeah. And then in, uh, in Haiti, I saw that again, but also like friendships are very strong. Um, yeah, just beautiful people and uh, beautiful culture. But like I said, uh, Port-au-Prince, the the capital, is just that's you know you don't want to go down there anymore. You just don't. There's so many kidnappings and the gangs are fighting each other and the police cannot control it. It's really a, a country in disarray. Uh, so yeah, but anyway. Sounds like you, sounds uh, like you traveled quite a bit. I did. Where yeah. else have you? Uh, what else have you looked back on me? Where, where else? <laughs> where else have well, you lived? Of course. I mean, I'm from the Netherlands, so as a European, sure. And the Netherlands is so tiny that you know you you move your butt and you're outside the country. Uh -huh. um, so I've seen all of Europe, okay. most of it, um, and then yeah, Central America, South America, the Caribbean. 
and then I ended up here because uh, we have two uh, American children who were born in Miami back in the day and uh, yeah, that's why we settled down here and yeah let's see what the future brings that's the nice thing of life yeah. you go with the flow and you just yeah. don't know what's gonna happen you know uh, with kids it's more or less that they become the leading uh, uh, factor for making decisions for a while until they're grown and they're gone then yeah they can decide differently again but at the moment uh, we still have a 17 year old at home and so yeah still uh, something uh, that we have to care for and uh, and that we're enjoying that a lot at yeah. the moment so that's good and yeah El Salvador and Honduras Nicaragua okay. this is all these uh, countries are beautiful and special uh, in their own way but I would say that Guatemala is the most in indigenous yeah yeah I yeah I can see that yeah. it's a very colorful country the people yeah. the culture seems like there's the least amount of corporate influence is it maybe like those that you know Nicaragua, Guatemala uh, that I that I saw when I was there? Yeah. Have you traveled to Europe? Yeah. Yeah. Been there? My country too. I'm No, no, and that's like now? that's another one. Um, no. Still on the bucket list. Still on the it's still on the list. So yeah. you know, COVID kind of it, it was hard because Europe was shut down, and then with the quarantine requirements. Made, it made traveling difficult. Yeah, it's also yeah. hard because my wife has traveled so much. She used to live in Korea, so she's been through like all the Asian countries. She's been to you know, you know India four or five times. Um, she traveled a lot for her work when she worked in, uh, in Seoul. And, uh, so it's hard to travel with her because she's been everywhere you know <laughs> that I want to go. So we're always trying to find a place. Oh, this was done before your time or so. Yeah. So we haven't been these places together, a lot of these places together, but... Uh, um, she, she used to live and work in Mexico, in yeah. Seoul. Yeah. And that so, was all like the same kind of work or...? Yeah, uh, she's a software engineer, so... Okay. Um, for a big company or something? Or? Uh, she worked... Um, no, well, she worked for Samsung in okay. Korea. And then... Uh, and then she came here and worked for some advertising, like, you know, Japanese, I think they're oh. some kind of advertising company. Now she works for Redfin, the company Redfin, if you know where they are. Uh, heard of real, it. Real estate company, uh, Redfin. Okay. Oh, so is she Korean? No, no, oh. she's white. She's, she's American? Caucasian, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's very international, I mean, yeah. to live in all these places. And, yeah, she's yeah. from Miami, actually, so she... Oh. Um, Spanish, yeah. Well, since you like uh, traveling, she sounds like the right partner for you. <laughs> how did you guys meet? Online. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dating app. Yeah. How how is that though? You, I mean, my son did it the same thing. But anyway, so 
Sorry, I should. It was pretty terrible, that. actually. I thought it was pretty terrible. I, uh, oh, really? How did that go? Yeah, I mean, it was like, it's fun. It's fun to meet a lot of women, but then you realize that you don't know any of these people at all. Uh-huh. And you kind of get introduced to people that you would never, ever, ever, ever cross with in your personal right. life because right. you're just meeting them, you know, through wires. So yeah. uh, there was a lot of crazy women that I, you know, and you're dating and you're getting in trouble and you're. And then I was about to give up and just kind of like, I'm over this. And then I met my wife and she was the same way. So yeah. you said like, okay, you're the last one. Yeah, yeah it was kind of like, anymore. I was like, you know, if I, if this one doesn't, I was like, maybe I got a couple more dates in me, but I think I'm just going to just So you take were actually already dating for a while using which app? Tinder or? No, it was OkCupid. Okay Cupid. So this is like okay 20, Cupid. 2015. Uh, Back in the day? This yeah. This doesn't work anymore? Okay. Yeah, because I've been uh, happily married, I've never tried that. I've also no intention, uh, but I'm sort of curious about like how that works. Yeah, it's, because it's always a blind date. Uh, yeah, I mean, right? it would have been nice in college. I think it would have been kind of cool to have it in college. But uh, you know, when you're a working professional and you have to take time and you got to pay for the dates, it gets expensive. <laughs> also, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's an investment that you make in your future. I mean, yeah. you, you're longing to be together with someone. You don't want to be alone uh, all the time. And uh, I can see that. So it's yeah, it's an effort that you have to make. But I'm actually surprised that this is the first time that I hear somebody say that uh, you were actually ready to stop it for a while or to quit it altogether. Because, I mean, I remember that feel a little bit from like, when I was young, I would go to bars, go drink with friends, hoping to meet girls. Also for relationship bonding. But girls that you pick up in a bar is usually not the way to do it, right? Yeah. It's just not serious enough. And uh, and um, yeah, I was over that for a while. But I didn't expect that from a from a dating app. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to find anybody even in a bar now because they're all online I feel like they're all <laughs> on their phones yeah but you would expect from an app that it is that the click would be more there because you have the same interests you like the same kind of things um, because you put your character or what you're looking for and yeah. like who you are in an app and then the app connects you with yes, that's true I guess that's true in a bar that doesn't that's, happen that's that's true yeah um, that's fair that's fair it's probably it's less random less yeah. susceptible to chance uh, but it gets exhausting because Apparently. you know yeah. you're competing with all the other men in that same town for every other woman that's also online yeah. And, oh yeah yeah you know it's uh it's and all you got to do is just with a button just so yeah you click a couple of buttons and then you have the next date yeah well, maybe the next date is nicer than the one that i had last night yeah i was also not mm. successful when i was on those dating apps mm. i was pretty broke at the time and was not making much money and i felt like the women I went de- went on dates with looked down on me or judged me. Um, you know, it was hard. It was yeah, like yeah. you're 
supposed to have it all figured out. I think it was like it was like 31, you know, and I was like, you know, jeez. Yeah. Uh, so, huh? Interesting. Dating apps, yeah. Oh, look at that! Two boats on one trailer. All right. <laughs> Should I have you do the uh, guy? Yeah. So, what do you like about Naples? Well, uh, nice and quiet, peaceful, um, pretty. Uh, the beach, sunsets, the skies are amazing, definitely. I like the summertime that is nice and quiet. <laughs> um, what do I like about Naples? Do you golf or anything? No. No. I guess I should. It's golfer's paradise. Yeah. Do you boat? Do you have a boat? Do you go no. on the water? No. Oh yeah. I mean, I rent okay. a boat sometimes, but you know, like a speedboat or uh -huh. one of those platoon boats that we just passed. Yeah. It's so nice. For a couple of hundred bucks, you can spend the day on the water. So, not in season, but off season. Um, yeah enjoying that and I like the fact that the family likes to come to Florida to visit you know well my parents are coming this week oh awesome and so from the Netherlands from the Netherlands yeah okay and it's so, probably easy too because they, they, they do they just fly into Miami and then they drive yeah yeah I go pick them up and uh, yeah. yeah it's easy and uh, yeah and they love coming here you know for them it's out of the cold nice in into yeah. the warmth of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> but Naples, you know, I mean, it's a little sort of boring, but it's peaceful. It's in a, in a good way boring, I guess. But then there's Miami is right there, so you know, Miami's where all the action is happening. Yeah. Now we've been living in the U.S. for. A little bit like a little over two years almost three uh -huh. and then once you have done two years of tax payments then you can uh, buy a home okay with a mortgage okay I mean you could you know if you have the money you can just go in and buy a home but we don't have that kind of uh, money so I need a mortgage but to get a mortgage like with a reasonable rate yeah the rates are crazy right now you uh, you need to have two uh, years of tax statements yeah so that's going to be in uh, March, April, and we're probably going to look uh, around to see if we can buy something. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, probably an apartment or something. Also, like, in case we move on in life, that we can Airbnb it, yeah. or that we can, like, rent it out, or, yeah. Now, Florida in general is nice. I like it. No, it's like coming here. Yeah. I mean, the nature is sort of boring, no? Nature-wise. I mean, once you've seen the Everglades. Uh, yeah, I, I like the mountains a lot. Okay. Like, uh, my daughter lives in Colorado. And yeah, it's Colorado's so much more beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. The lakes and everything, yeah. and the mountains, and the skiing, and, yeah. and the plains. It's just beautiful. Ski? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I ski.
skied uh, three days in my life and uh, okay. <laughs> more with my nose in the snow than anything else. But yeah, it was fun. At least I didn't break anything. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I used to ski a lot, but oh, not, really? yeah, I used to go to Lake Tahoe a lot with friends and ski. Oh yeah, nice. So you're good at it. Not so, anymore. Uh, now I'm getting too old, you know. You can, you get too old, it's start to hurt, everything hurts, you know, you get tired and... Yeah, but it's about uh, hot chocolate. Yes, of course. Uh, with with a little bit of something yeah. in it at the end of the day, more than anything <laughs> yeah, else yeah. anyway. So. That's what my wife thinks, for sure. She's ready yeah. to go into the club, into the, like, the lodge, like, right. an hour or two after we start. Right. You know, she's like, I think I'm done. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good part of skiing, I agree. Yeah. Uh, skiing is a lot of fun. I skied in uh, in Austria, or Switzerland, I don't remember. Yeah. Over there. There's no skiing in the Netherlands. Netherlands is flat like yeah, this, yeah. you know. Well, so, have you been to other European countries like uh, France? And yeah, yeah, we got engaged in Florence. Um, oh, you got engaged over there? Yeah, wow, got nice. engaged in Florence. Um, uh, Italy, Spain, um, France. Uh, Germany? I have not been to Germany. I really okay. want to go to Munich and Berlin. Berlin, yeah, that, I haven't um, been there either yet. Um, UK? Actually, I'm going to the UK. I have, it's funny, I have, you said that I have not been to the UK. But I'm going there in September. Uh, right. My one of my closest friends is is Welsh. She's from Wales. Okay. In Cardiff, and he uh, he's we're, he's getting married in the Cotswolds okay. outside of London. So sounds familiar for some reason. Yeah, though. it's I like I think it's like the the countryside with all these like I don't know if, I don't know if they're banners. I I have no idea. But now I gotta go. So I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, go see it and. Yeah. Take a few extra days, maybe an extra week if you can. Yeah, we're gonna do a week. And are you gonna go with your wife? Yeah, together? we're gonna go oh, and well. then uh, do a couple days in London, and then drive down. And then I'd love to just drive along the countryside, um, and uh, for about a week. Yeah. Do you rent a motorbike, or are you gonna rent a car? Or no, I just rent a car. Car. Yeah. Yeah, it can really be raining and foggy and cold yeah, in yeah. the UK. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to it. Yeah, oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. San Francisco, yeah, 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 yeah. You got you have good training right now. Uh -huh. And I like to drive, so that's. Uh... Yeah, me too. Yep. And the nice thing of Europe is that you don't have to drive so super far, like in the U.S. Yeah, this goes on. This highway goes on forever. This yeah. goes all the way to Chicago, I believe, to 75. Uh, it's crazy. Um, and then you're still in the same country. <laughs> but like in the Netherlands, you drive two hours, you're outside the country. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You drive another two hours, you're, yeah. You've seen three countries. It's, it's a lot of fun driving in Europe. Yeah, I enjoyed driving in Italy. Um, that was fun. So uh, you seen Rome? Yeah, I saw Rome. Colosseum, uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, it's we, not that big. No, it's not. Um, and then we went through Tuscany. And then we actually went up north to this region called La Marca, which 
which is like in the northernmost part. Okay. Um, Near Switzerland. Yeah, and there's like no, there's like no tur tourists. There's just no. Oh, nice. I didn't see it in a single American. We we had a. Nice. We had a house out there, so that's we invited some friends, and they some flew into Rome and drove and met us. And um, it was for my wife's 40th birthday, so. Nice. Did that. It was fun. It was kind of raining off and on, but it was still beautiful. Oh, you sure do, uh, how do you say that? You you, you do all these fun things, like... <laughs> we don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, because you don't have kids, but also you're that type of person, I guess. I mean, for my wife's 40th birthday, I said happy birthday. I don't remember, like, organizing something special or yeah. doing something special, but you guys actually think of these moments in life and celebrate it. Yeah. And But in a cool way. Yeah, we if you to, would have had kids, maybe you wouldn't have gone all the way to Italy. But so maybe, totally true. You know, I don't think we could. I mean, but you would still have probably done something special for your wife at her 40th birthday. Yeah, but maybe you know? like maybe like Napa Valley or something. You know, right? Exactly. <laughs> something pretty close. Um, well, I like that that you guys do that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, those are. And then also, it sounds like that you have a lot of friends. You know, not as many as you think because when you don't have kids, you start to lose friends because you don't right. get invited to like the, you know, you get invited to the first birthday, but then you don't uh, really get invited to the, like the multiple birthday. Cause you know, it's like a, it's an excuse to bring other parents with kids over. Um, so I'm, we're like, I'm the only one of my friends and well, I have another couple that we traveled to Mexico city with. Uh -huh. They don't have kids either, so maybe yeah, so they're. Then you look for it. Yeah, that's what we were like. We should travel more. Yeah, yeah. We should we should hang yeah. out more and travel. Yeah. More. Um, yeah, yeah, because all the, the, the all the people with, with with kids they talk about the kids all the time. Yeah. And after ten minutes, you go like, yeah, no, no, yeah. now what? <laughs> that's always like when I like when I fantasize about my future and I think about like. Like if I had like a lot of money, I would just buy a house like in Florida and just invite friends to come with their kids just because I want to hang out with people. Like I, like that's how I think of like, it'd be fun to have a house just to invite family and the host, you know, and have friends and family come. Uh, well, you have nephews and cousins, now how do you say that? Uh, like Nieces or nephew nieces? Uh -huh. Yeah, I do. So those are a little bit your own uh, kids? Yeah, that's what I'd like to think. Yeah. They're cute. They're, yeah. Nine they're, years old. they're still your own blood. Yeah. So yeah. they, you can really connect easily with those. Yeah, I'll just be the uncle that spoils them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun thing. Yeah, I miss that sometimes because they're all in the Netherlands. I'm the only one here. Yeah. And the Zoom isn't. Uh, that's not. Isn't everything. It's just not my thing. Do you go back home often? Yeah, I used to go more often. Then the corona hit and I haven't been back now for about three years. I used to try to go every year. But now my parents come this way and I hear all the stories of the family and I'm I'm good. So yeah. I haven't been going uh, as much as I would like to I guess, but um, maybe yeah, maybe later this year. We'll see. You know, when everybody's doing well and everybody is living their lives and sort of happy, it's I don't feel an urgent need to go see people. I guess I'm also not so close to my siblings. How many but, siblings do you have? Oh, I lost count. Really? Yeah. 
think it's nine or eight. Jeez. Let me see. So that's a big family. Three, it's three, six, so eight. Wow. But it's like three step brothers. Okay. And then two, one half brother, half sister. Okay. And then uh, one brother and two sisters of the same parents. Okay. So that's why it's. Uh, and I one passed away, but she was still included in the in the count. So yeah. And how many do you have? I have. They're actually all halves as well. Um, they're for my mom's side. Um, so I have a, two sister, uh, two two brothers and one sister. Uh, okay. But they're all my half. But we all grew up in the same house. So. Uh, oh yeah. You know, I didn't really. I'm really close to my sister. I'm not that close to one of my brothers, but. Damage. I see a lot of like broken trees and 
it's a different type of damage really but yeah it's also devastating it's pretty unusual though right uh, for hurricanes to hit the the west, coast the, the west coast of Florida, yeah, like once every five years or so. Okay. But I believe that uh, Ian was the worst one so far. The most de devastating one. All, yeah. But there, there, yeah, there is stories that neighbors got hit by uh, tornadoes that come out of hurricanes. Uh, pretty bad in the past. You guys don't have to, uh, hurricanes, right? No. That bomb cyclone is like the, the closest thing I've ever seen. Huh. To uh... But you do get cyclones. No. 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 That's why I was pretty... I mean, we get fires. Oh, yeah. We get like tornadoes of fire. Earthquakes. <laughs> we get earthquakes, yeah. I've been oh, through... There's no earthquakes here. Yeah. You've been through a few, yeah? Yeah, I went through the big earthquake in 1989 uh, in San Francisco. Okay. Um, that was pretty crazy. Uh, but I was so young, I was like seven years old. Oh, yeah. But I remember, I remember it. Uh, Where were you? It was in my kitchen, and uh, my parents' house in my kitchen, uh -huh. watching TV. Like, I think I was eating cereal or something. Uh -huh. And. Uh, all I remember was that the, the hardwood floors looked like waves of water. Oh, really? Like they were bending. Wow. From the seismic, you know, the seismic, the way that just makes sure. objects do that. Um, that's like really all I remember. Uh, but I've been through some small ones, you know. Were you able to stand on your feet or do you fall over? Uh, I think if, do you just, you get into a ball, like you crouch down, so. Yeah. Uh, that's all I really remember. And then you had to run outside? No, we got under a table. Okay. And then it lasted like a minute. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the problem with going outside is that like, you know, the power lines can come down and kill you. And Was there a lot of uh, damage on the street? Yeah, or? there was a lot. Like, like blocks of houses felt like dominoes. Wow. Uh, because you know when they're all kind of connect, they're kind of all next to each other. So when sure. one kind of kind of pull the other one down, or uh, the sand, you know, there's this thing called liquefaction. So it's like uh, the ground becomes. You know, they have this in Mexico City all the time because they're built on a fault line. But it's like the bottom level of the ground acts like water, and your your house will just slide. Yeah, ripple. your house will just move. You know, use the ripples of the just earthquake. Just the ripple, and it'll move like you know, 50, 100 feet. Oh, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Because uh, it's all you know. You're if you're not built on rock, you're kind of like on sand, and you just you just move out. So uh, huh. where I live is like in a in a zone that if there was an earthquake, it'd probably be pretty devastating. But but there's always earthquakes in the San Francisco. Don't you have earthquakes every year? Yeah, we have like little ones, like, like uh, we've had a bunch, like, you know, three, they're, you know, they're just like little, you're at your desk and your computer, you're like, what is that? Yeah. You're like, was yeah. that an earthquake? Yeah. You're like, I think that was an earthquake. Yeah. And you're not really sure. Yeah. And then it just goes, you know, that's it. That's it. 
and then uh, late at night and on the news you read yeah, uh, you're like, oh, there's an earthquake. Yeah, just like, nothing, uh, you know, it's like nothing. <laughs> number three or four yeah, or so. Yeah, three or yeah. four. Anything over like six is pretty big. Uh, you know, I remember living in Cuernavaca, we regularly had earthquakes, but always small ones. Yeah. And, uh, but with those houses too, it's more dangerous because, you know, they're oh. like the, the cinder block, uh, concrete, corrugated yeah. roofs and stuff like that. That's uh, true. And I lived through the earthquake in, uh, in Haiti in 2000. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. that's crazy. It was. Wow, that was a legit one. That's, yeah. uh, that's, that's more than I've ever been, because that was like a, was that an eight or something like that? That was a seven, nine seven point something. Yeah, I mean, that's devastating for that. Well, it really was, yeah, devastating. Yeah. At the time I was shopping inside a little shop with my wife and her mother, and uh, just a small little supermarket. Yeah, we ran out, and by the time we were out, it was like, and everything, I remember all the things were falling. Yeah. You know, all the, it was shaking so much, I could hardly stand on my feet. Yeah. We were high up in the mountain. So it must have been way worse down in the city. And I remember uh, wanting to drive as fast as we could home to see if the kids were fine. And driving up the mountain, we looked down in the valley and just the whole city was covered with a yellow smoke. And I had no clue what had happened. Uh, down there, but yeah, I believe like 200,000 people were killed instantly Jesus. during the earthquake. Was that just and, rubble? Uh, like, was that just a dust yeah. from the rubble or exactly. something? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So many. Yeah. So many uh, places just crumbled. Did you guys leave after that? Because I imagine it wasn't very safe to be out there. Yeah, we did. I couldn't do my job anymore. There was no internet. Yeah. For weeks. And at first we wanted to stay, but I just couldn't work anymore. I couldn't get online. So eventually we left. And that was that was tough. That was hard. There were no flights. Uh, but yeah, we found a way out. And uh, yeah, it took the country years to, uh, to recuperate from that. Yeah, that's probably the scariest thing at all. What I also remember is going back a couple of days later to my office. And my office was like a, an 11-story building. And I was working on the first floor. No, second floor. And driving to the street of my office, the office wasn't there. It's just so weird that you come into a street that you drive through every day. Yeah. And the office was just not there. The whole the building, whole building was whole gone. Building wow, you're lucky you were it's in just the... pancake down. Wow. You're lucky you weren't in the building. And that was pure coincidence. Wow. I'm a workaholic. I'm in the office every day, all day long, working my ass off. Wow. Like from early morning to late at night. <laughs> well, seven, eight, nine p.m. Yeah. Whatever. That's pretty late. And that, that yeah, usually a long hours work. I like that. I'm a little bit of a workaholic. And that day, we had a meeting outside. Well, I never have meetings outside. And it was for, actually it was for my wife's family. We had to arrange something for her family. And uh, we had a meeting outside and 
I went to the meeting and it was like it was over at four. And my wife said, "Well, you want to go back to the office, which would have killed me, <laughs> or do you want to go back home?" And normally I would have said, "Yeah, let's please drop me off back at the office." But that day I had a fight with my boss over something. I don't even remember what it was. So I said, "Ah, oh, yeah, f it. You know, let me go." Back home, I, I'm done. I'm done working today because I was angry with my boss. And that saved my life. Did uh, your boss survive? So my boss was in, the, in another country. He okay, was, he's okay. Mexican. Did yeah. you lose any coworkers? Did any coworkers die? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, a few. Now, the building that I was in was actually a hospital, but it was it had switched from a full-time hospital to a daycare that year. And that daycare is full of children until 4 p.m. And at 5 p.m. the earthquake struck. Wow. So at that moment, the building was almost empty. Huh. There were a few colleagues of me still in the building that did not survive. And that was sad, yeah. Actually, they saved one person from the rumble, from the rubble, I mean. Um, is that unusual for Haiti to have earthquakes? No, it's normal to have earthquakes, but that big was is unusual. Okay. And the epicenter was right under, right near uh, Port-au-Prince. Um, and yeah, if you look at the the building style of of a poor country, yeah. it's just all block yeah. and hardly any iron wires, yeah. and so it's very low quality building. So it really devastated the city, yeah. A lot of buildings came down. And, uh, uh, just pure coincidentally uh, lucky that I survived. But don't you have that also, like, that there's moments in life where you think you should have died and you didn't? I have a few of those, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like maybe me with skiing or something, or can you share one? Uh, sure. It's an intense story, though. I don't know. Um, I was in the uh, in the fires up north in Northern California in 2017. Uh, what do you mean you were in the fires? So I don't know if you remember from the news, but the Northern California had these devastating fires in 2017 killed like 100 people or something um, I remember the news yeah and uh, so my my parents had a small house in uh, Sonoma, Sonoma okay uh, kind of wine country that had it for like 30 years and when my dad died uh, we were trying to sell it because we wanted to, wanted to get some money for my mom so she could live and uh, and so we took months and months and months. Actually, it took like a couple of years, to be honest with you. But um, we finally were able to find a buyer and made an offer, and we accepted it. So we're in the escrow period, the 30-day close, and um, I drove up to Sonoma with my mom and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and uh, we were gonna have our last weekend up there. Uh huh. And uh, just to like kind of clean some things out, just like it was a memorial weekend, or it was in October, not a memorial, but it was like it was October 7th. 
2017. It was a long weekend and just going up there and uh, and so you had already sold the house. I already sold the house. We still had some furniture in there. You know, it was like the, it was going to be the last weekend we were up there, and okay. then the movers going to come and empty everything. And uh, you know, I had met the buyers. Of, you know, it was like it was on like. Um, you know, it's like on 19 acres, so it's just all trees. Um, mm -hmm. It's like four, you know, it's valley, and so it's like it's not like plottable acreage. Just it's like your house is in the middle, and it's in this road where there's one way in, one way out. It's kind of yeah. like if you picture like a suburban cul-de-sac, but it's a mountain area, and okay. you know, there's no once you go in, you have to come out the same way. Right, um, and so. It was super windy, like 80 mile, like 60 to 80 mile an hour winds. It was really oh. unusual. Uh -huh. We had this weird wind event, and it was also 85 degrees. It's like in October, oh. so it's perfect fire. And we were in a drought, so it's perfect That's fire drought. Yeah, yeah. Perfect fire, like just ripe for fire conditions. And my mom said, you know, the wind. We were at dinner in this town called Calistoga. I don't know if you know where that is, but it's a town called Calistoga. And yeah. the, the wine glasses knocked off the table. The wind was so strong. And my mom was oh. saying, well, maybe we should drive back to San Francisco because this weather makes me really nervous. Why would it make her nervous, though? Because of the fire. There was, like a, there was like a red, it was a red warning, meaning like if a fire were to happen, it would be, it'd be extremely dangerous. So they always have these like... You guys were aware of that. Yeah, so they have these warnings. They say like, you know, it's a red flag warning is what they say but you uh -huh. know what there's a lot of red flag warnings so you kind of get used to it yeah yeah and they ignore them a little bit and so we're just in town and then we like had some glasses of wine and then we went back up and we um, I went we all went back to the house like nine o'clock at night and my wife fell asleep and I was just kind of sitting up I had my dog at the time and uh, and then I just couldn't fall asleep something weird and I heard honking outside uh -huh. like someone from like the valley like down the valley like I just heard honking and it was really odd and uh, and I looked outside and it's you know it's supposed to be pitch blackout but there was this orange hue like almost like if the Sun was setting uh-huh it was really weird and uh, I looked outside, I opened the sliding glass door to go outside, and I just stepped out like two seconds, and I could smell the fire. fire. Like you could smell it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, holy shit. And I was like, get up, get up, get up, get up. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I heard the honk, you know, you put it together, like somebody's trying to warn everybody, like, dude, there's a fire, get up, get up, get up, get up. And uh, so anyway, I ran upstairs, got my mom, ran upstairs, you grabbed it. We were out of the house in like 60 seconds. Uh -huh. I just grabbed a bag, grabbed a, a leash for the dog, mm -hmm. and then we ran outside to my car, and my mom had to leave her car, and we just drove out, and as soon as we drove out, there was like a wall of flame, of fire, like as tall as these trees, coming yeah, towards like, you know, like with the wind uh -huh. coming towards you, and it was moving like, I'm not joking, like 100 feet a second. It felt like, it would look like a tsunami. It was a tsunami of wow. fire coming toward wow. you. So it was like, I couldn't drive through it. And um, this other neighbor was also trying to get out at the same time. And he said that he had a, uh, a refrigeration unit that we could get into. Mm. 
like a bunker, and so it was like, you know, that's the only choice. So I was like, okay, so I follow him down the road, and then we just jump out, and the wall of like fire is like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, there's ash in your face, it's intense. No. And then we just ran inside, and as soon as we ran inside, like the flames like break the windows, it's like coming in. And then we run inside this like refrigeration unit that's like smaller than your car. It's like as big as this area. Uh huh. And then he has a dog. I have my dog, and it's my wife and my mom. And we close the door. So it's like what? Four people, two dogs. Four people, two dogs. In a space as small as a car. Yeah, much like smaller than this. Smaller than a car. And And it was a refrigeration. It was like just like you know, like if you were to picture like even in Haiti or Guatemala, you know, if they were just to build those cinder blocks. You know, in the you know, in and then have an AC unit in there. That's kind of like what it was. It, was, huh. it wasn't nothing fancy. Uh -huh. And then we just pulled the door closed, and we just basically locked ourselves into this building. Right. As the you building, you must be scared to shit. Oh yeah, as the building is on fire, oh we're inside. God. So it's like not locking yourself in an oven. Jeez. And then the the little smokes. You know, I have no idea like how long it took, but it felt like an hour. It felt like forever. But you could hear things exploding outside. So I was like, I think that's my car exploding. I thought that was like, you know, the gas tanks. You know, gas tanks are exploding. Uh, there's smoke coming through the light bulb. Oh. So we look up and I can see there's smoke coming through the light bulb. And then we had packed the bottom of the of the door to get the smoke out. Oh my God. And uh, we're sitting in there and this guy, he has his, his dog was like sniffing under the door and I guess it like got smoke inhalation and the dog like passed out oh. and then he just says like all of a sudden after like an hour he's like I'm gonna go and see if I can get some help and he opens up the door and like disappears and the door when he opened it was like flame like fire everywhere oh my god and then all this black smoke came into the unit and so I closed the door we we're all choking to death and my wife was like did he just leave us he just like ran, ran out. He, he ran out. And look, I thought he the died. Fire. I thought he ran out and just like burned to death. Like I had no idea what happened to him. And then eventually it got so smoky in this little room that we had to we had to get out. So I opened up the door and then my like arm was like just completely melted as soon as I opened up the door. Um, I had like skin. You can't really see it, but I had a skin graft. I had like it's I heal like a mutant, but uh that's a like, miracle. Wow. There was like skin hanging. I mean, it was bad. And then, so I open the door and I get my dog and then I get my mom and my wife out. And we're like going through this built, like the building that we just ran into, which is like, it looks like a, a barbecue coals or like everything's on fire uh, or was on fire for a while. So it's been like on fire for a while. So everything's charred and still flaming. And then we get outside and that, and my mom fell on the ground and burned herself pretty bad. And then my wife fell because it's like so hot. It's hard to describe how hot it is and disorienting. And then she like didn't have sh her shoes melted. She had flip flops on and her flip flops melted. Oh my God. So I took off my shoes and I gave them to my wife for her to walk out. And then, um, and then I walked out, obviously I'm burning my feet. So I walked out. And then uh, we get outside, and it's like it feels like apocalyptic, like a must. like a like a bomb like scene, a movie. like Jeez. like someone just got napalmed. And then uh, 
miraculously my car survived. It was melted, but it, I parked on asphalt, so nothing was underneath it. And somehow the car did not explode. Huh. So I just got, I just opened my car and I turned the the, ga the key car on, which fortunately did explode. And then I had to drive out of there with like, my mom was like burned, I was all burned. Uh, my wife like was burned. And then the, the guy, dog. the guy, the dog, the guy's dog died in the in the in the cellar. Wow! Because when he ran out, we ran out a, like a couple minutes, like a minute or two later, and uh -huh. I forgot about the dog. I couldn't even see it. And it was so black. And then, uh, and, then uh, and did the guy survive? He he stayed behind because I guess that was his parents' property. And he he said, "I'm gonna stay behind." I was like, "Dude, are you sure?" I was like, get in the car, and he said no, and I said, later. Like, I just, it was like, okay, bye. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna leave you, dude. And uh, I guess he broke his leg later, he had to jump off some structure, and I, I don't know, what, but he got really injured. Uh, and, uh, and they had to put my dog down like a, a month later, I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay, but I was in the hospital for like a week, week and wow. a half. Jeez. Yeah, and like you know, you think you're gonna burn alive. That was kind of like what I thought. Is that just... You cannot tell me not to publish this on YouTube. Come <laughs> on, man. This is just amazing. This is the, the craziest story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I mean, and I have some pretty crazy stories myself, but and I thought that my earthquake story was like the coolest story ever. I mean, it's still <laughs> a horrible a story. Thing. I mean, uh, you know. But this 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 stops it. Wow. And then we had to drive out of there. So you have to drive through. You should make a movie out of this one. Yeah, day. so then you have to drive through. Um, like, roads Hell. are on fire. It looks like, you know, crazy. So I'm driving like a maniac trying to get out of there. Um, this one they, road that you had to drive through. Yeah. But you so made it, was, it out. Yeah, it was like three miles long. So it's intense. Um, and, you know, you can barely see anything. Uh, so. So this was like an hour after the main fire crossed yeah, over. Yeah, so what I they, guess. they call it. So I guess we we were like a mile and a half from where the fire started. So wow. they call it the fire front. It's like a. It's like the wall. It's like the tsunami wave. You know, it's like right. the first wave that's coming through, and it's the hottest. It's the one that burns the fastest. It's coming through like a. Yeah, it sucks all the oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks everything, and then you know it's. A lot of trees. There's a lot of kindling everywhere. So just, just, just crazy. Uh, oh, that must have been so scary. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, I, I cannot. I mean, you, you kind of like. I mean, I, I thought like this I wasn't scared to die, but I was definitely scared to suffer. You know, that was my that was my fear. So. Yeah, yeah. You didn't think this is it. Oh, I definitely thought it was it. I just didn't, I didn't, I just thought I just didn't want to burn alive, you know. But on instinct, you, uh, you handled well. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? And if a guy like that offers you an alternative? Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't there, yeah. I, I don't know what would have happened. Um, 
we had a lake, like not a lake, but a small like pond on the property. Mm -hmm. And so we thought maybe we would jump in there. But if we had jumped in there, you know, I don't know if my mom would have survived. You know, how long can you be in water, treading water, you know, for with a dog and... Uh, that would have been smart too though. Yeah, but you know, you can, you can get hypothermia. You know, it was a while. They weren't they weren't rescuing anybody for hours and hours and hours out there. It was, so you were able to drive that three mile road? Yeah. And everything was just burned around you? Oh, it was insane. It was crazy. Like my car was melted. The bumper on my car was melted. Um, there's the cracks in the windshield. And the tires were still okay? Yeah, I think that's just crazy. Yes, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were messed up, but... Uh, well, I'm sure also tires are built to withstand some heat. Yeah. They do get hot. Yeah. Uh, but, um, wow. Another story. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're still here. Yeah. All right, another one. You said you had several. Yeah, uh, well, three weeks before that fire story, we were in Vegas, Las Vegas. Uh, when the shooting happened. You were in Las Vegas when the shooting happened? Yeah, that was three weeks, or two two weeks before. You mean this guy that from a hotel started yeah. shooting yeah, at a Mandalay. concert? Yeah. People at the concert? Yeah, so we were like a block away from Mandalay Bay and walking down the strip and um, it was like a zombie movie where you see like one person running the other way and they're like blood on them and you're like what the hell is that and oh, you're like wait. and you're like well, because that's... you're in a normal state you're in a you you don't know anything is happening no there. and I, like suddenly I, you see a bloody person yeah running. and i laughed i turned to my my wife and i said hey some people just can't handle vegas <laughs> <laughs> and then you start seeing more and then this this these women are like, you gotta get out of here, those three guys shooting, killing everybody. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then all you of a sudden- You didn't hear anything, you didn't no, hear you heard shooting. a little bit, but like, it's Vegas. It's kind of loud anyway. Like there's yeah, always yeah. like shit on the strip. It's like- It's at a concert. Yeah, it it's... could be anything. And so- It took a while then, for the band also to uh, understand that something was happening. Yeah, and then you see these people running and then you see more people like, and you're like, what? And then we start running and then, you know, they're like, we had to hide in some uh, restaurant for like eight hours. They wouldn't let us go. So it wasn't oh, that's as like a movie. It, it wasn't like as traumatic as the fire story, but it was interesting. It was like, holy shit. I was like right in a, in a shooting, um, you know, basically a block away from a mass shooting. Um, so there's that one. That wow. was two weeks. That was intense. And then uh, I've actually been in, in, I was in another fire in college. My fire, my apartment burned down in college. Your apartment I, I, burned down? Yeah, in college, yeah. While you were in the apartment? Yeah, I had to jump out the second story window. You jumped out of the second story window? <laughs> yeah. Nah, listen, come on, yeah, you're pulling my pants now. This... I was 23, yeah. Uh, you're pulling my pants, right? I mean, what? I'm starting to not, not believe you anymore. No, no, yeah. That's ridiculous. No, not not one person on earth no, can was, have three of these stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was 23. Everybody jokes. They're like, how many fires are you going to be in? I was like, yeah, oh, I was just going to say, do, do I, like, I have I my, I like, oh, I I have my fire extinguisher in the back? I was like, yeah. So, okay, I should be fine. My friends joked. They're like, I don't want to fly with you. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I find out halfway that Uber drive. Jeez, I know who we have. 
50 minutes. But you know, the funny thing is, I would say after the fire, by the, the fire of the real, the real fire story I told you, is that's kind of like when everything started good happening to me. Like, I, I like start, I found like a new job and I started making money and like I started doing, it was interesting. Like, I felt oh, like wait. I had all this bad luck and then I like got out of the fire and I felt like I had nothing but good karma and still do for years and years and years. Well, the bad karma got burned. Yeah. You left it yeah. in that home. Yeah. Wiped out. No, but seriously. Um, did that event of the because that's like a near-death experience almost right yeah that where you go like okay this is it uh, but you find yourself getting out of it uh, you know as a miracle yeah that you does that change your attitude in life maybe in a way yeah for sure I mean that's why I think I do things all the time on birthdays and I and I like to travel and I think it, it helped me say like what do I do I really want to have kids? Like, do I want to have kids because I want to have kids? Or do I want to have kids because I think I'm supposed to have kids? And, um, and then just wanted to, like, live a really full life with my wife and just, like, enjoy everything that we could do together. Um, also, it made me not afraid. Yeah. Time, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it was scary as hell. Don't get me wrong. It was mm. unbelievably terrifying. But when you go through it, it's kind of like, okay, like... You know, I, I can imagine that it brings a very positive attitude in a way that because you've been so close to death and we all go one day mm -hmm. that you suddenly realize how valuable it is to be alive yeah. and that it's such a blessing to be alive yeah. and then you grab the moments of what you're doing like celebrating the, the birthdays and stuff like yeah. that but you, yeah, you just grab more yeah. of the opportunities that you get in life and so you get a more positive attitude towards yeah. being alive. Yeah. And then yeah, good things happen. I mean, there's Those always nice like there's always fun. like a recalibration that you have to do in your own life. Oh, like I a... still get stressed for work. I still uh, stress out about stupid stuff. Like I was stressed out about coming here. Um, sure. For my job and just you know. Uh, sure. You know, I don't want to get fired. I want to. I don't. I want to keep my job. Like, and I get into that mode where. I forget what's really important sometimes and my wife had to remind me you know like that's not a big deal like we'll be fine you know so it's just like okay like I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna come here and I'm gonna take the whole week off and yeah. I'll help you and support you and that's what matters yeah. to me I don't really care about anything else anymore so but you always got to remind yourself of these things Yeah, because automatically you would want to defend your job and your responsibilities because that is the train that you're riding yeah. a lot. And sometimes you have to get off the train mm -hmm. because something happens in life, yeah. throws you off. Yeah. Um, your wife was all right though. But I also believe that once something unexpected like that happens in your life, people around you very much understand and look at you, what are you going to do with it? And the fact that you did the right thing, I think you only got stronger in your job because people appreciate what you do there, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, they see, hey, this guy is doing the right thing and that is the kind of guys that they want to keep, mm -hmm. you know? Even though it's maybe business-wise, uh, financially not, not a good move maybe or so, mm -hmm. but you know, you, you gotta do the right thing.
um, hey, you said it beautifully, though. Wow. Come on, you gotta let me publish this stuff. This sure, is, you, this can publish right. yeah. you can publish you it, man. You got amazing stories. And not just only also the uh, just the story itself, but what be, the fact that you mentioned that it turned your life around after that, all the good things started happening to you. Yeah, I mean it was a hard time because I, I lost my dad like six months before. Um, it was just a tough time. Like I was just really kind of lost and I think yeah. uh, you just gotta like it's just kind of like everything happened at once it's multiple things just kept happening and I just think like you just get through it you just gotta put you know, life is long and life can be hard but you just gotta put one foot in front of the other and just um, so true I have this toast sense I like I always do it like whenever my wife and I go out to dinner Cheers! I always uh -huh. say, I always say, cheers um, to the good times, because uh -huh. the good times don't last long. Um, and when they're good, you know, you've got to live in the good times. Got to enjoy and, it. Um, and yeah. be present. Yeah. So. And be thankful. Yeah, that's true. But also it shows that I think your story shows that good comes out of. Uh, difficult times. Yeah. But although your story is rather extreme, I mean, most people I hope <laughs> will never go through an experience like that, right? Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, I'm very fortunate. Yeah, there are people that lose, like in Naples, like in this hurricane, right? They probably lost everything. And they can't just say, well, you know, I got to put one foot in front of the other and make it happen. It's hard, you know, it's, it's just um, sometimes like you get very lucky where you, you can. And the funny thing is that I've been Ubering also in those parts of uh, Naples. And uh, it, it's, people take it so differently. That is so interesting is there's people that just sit in a car and sob over over all the stuff that they lost and that they're devastated yeah uh, and then you have another ride with somebody that also lost everything but is like positively motivated and goes like yeah well I lost everything but hey I'm still here yeah my wife's still here my kids are healthy we survived yeah yeah I lost everything I don't care and it's just a completely different attitude and yeah and so the experience for those two different people is just completely different. Yeah. Let me give you another example. I don't know why this suddenly pops into my mind, but I'm 16 years old. I'm standing on this ladder, painting a house. I'm on the second floor painting the window, and next to a lantern pole on the street, and here comes a mom with a child, and the child bumps into the lantern, boink, and starts crying. And the mom right away gets angry at the child and smacks the child on top of it. Shut up, you stupid this and that, shut up. And the kid stops crying. I'm telling you, no joke. 10 minutes later, another mom with her child walks near uh, the lantern and the kid bumps its head. And the mom right away goes on her knees and comforts the child and the child stops crying. 
in, in both cases the child stops crying but it's a completely different experience and it sort of showed me that you can have an experience but it's really about your attitude towards the experience yeah. that makes all the difference in life you know I mean I've seen people lose everything and they're they shrug their shoulders and yeah I lost everything so what I'm still here the, the, those people see what's important right um, and other people are devastated by it yeah. because they lost everything yeah and yeah I'm sorry for you Oish. I think I've also yeah. like you know that expression that things you own eventually own you oh you know, that's like, a good one I just feel like if you're if you just have a sense of what's really important if you have family and community and that's the most important thing and also like i'm a fighter oh. personally i've always been a fighter oh yeah i want to write this one down how, how did you say that again i said the things you own eventually own you the things you own i should have a recorder really one day because it's, it's on so, youtube <laughs> yeah but oh, yeah <laughs> but i have to go look for this two hour it's video and by the way, the, the two hour long rides, they yeah. never get popular. Yeah, but 151. We don't yeah, want exactly. The things you own eventually own you. Yeah, that's a strong one. I never heard of that one. That's a good one. Sorry, I interrupted. That's okay. Yeah, don't get too attached to stuff. That's a good point. Wow, thanks for sharing this, man. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you for listening. Well, so I got it's the a long Uber here. ride, too. You know, I couldn't just put on my headphones and... You could. Uh, yeah, but that, oh. would be, that wouldn't be fun. Oh, I don't mind at all. I, I like those rides, too. And there's people that go like that. Or, like, once I had this... I uh, can't say too much, but... Um, just, like, these high business figures, mm-hmm. you know? they make all these deals on the phone and yeah. talking millions and stuff yeah, like yeah. that of course I cannot publish that stuff but it's just like I got these red ears and uh, listening to these conversations is so much fun yeah as an Uber driver sometimes you hear stuff but this is exactly why why I started the channel is that I've been hearing stories from people like that just amaze me that need to be shared as well you know and maybe YouTube is not the best medium maybe it's better to do a podcast you could always do it on like Spotify as like a something yeah. like that where people like to hear yeah you could always edit it too yeah you can if you would have a phone call I would look for that and uh, cut that out and I usually cut out the beginning of the right because like in this case what I do is like because it's only you sitting there over the, the other seat I will put the front camera so I have a front camera and uh, another camera on the cabin and then I merge the two anyway you'll see Maybe, uh, but, but can you also like? Let me see. Because they actually say that you should also publish your videos on Instagram and Facebook. I don't think and you then, can because it's too long. Um, oh yeah, maybe. 
think anybody really uses Facebook anymore anyway. So true, eh? Huh. And plus this generation, there's their attention spans like 60 seconds, you know? They, that's true. No, that's what I'm seeing on my YouTube video. It's like TikTok. I mean, I don't have TikTok, but... No, but like conversations that is like for a certain niche of people not everybody's gonna enjoy that so basically you're flying back to uh, san francisco then mm -hmm. but to tampa why from tampa why not from fort myers because uh, it was direct um and the Fort Myers had layovers everywhere, and they're pretty long. Yeah, no, this um, is. Uh, and Miami, Miami's closer, no? Yeah. Fort Lauderdale. True. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale is only an hour and a half. Yeah. This is two and a half hours. Yeah. And in this case, you got lucky that the Uber driver speaks English. <laughs> They're usually good guys, but a lot of yeah foreigners. Their first jobs to drive for Uber, and yeah, I know. You know they need a car and don't speak English too yet. team with high school uh-huh he's super fanatic yeah you guys have a good team uh, Naples High has a pretty good team yep oh you mean uh, the Netherlands yeah the World Cup team. oh yeah we beat you guys yeah. sorry you guys are all like six foot eight you know it's hard yeah <laughs> I know <laughs> it's like giants on the... I know I'm, I'm a shorty <laughs> it's so funny though that that um, a country with 17 million people can beat a country with 350 million people. Yeah, it's because we don't. So yeah, because we don't play. You know, we're just always playing other games. It's coming though. I hope it's so. growing. I hope so. I would it love sure to is. see it happen. Um, I mean, the U.S. is still. They got pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, four years from now, they'll come further. Mm. Until one day, maybe. Yeah. Somebody told me that like 20 years ago, so that a or our generation maybe, uh, soccer was the only thing with the PE. There was no soccer. Yeah, it's true. Teams. Yeah, I, I, so I played play soccer at. I played. Yeah, I played. I played in like when I was 13, 14, but um, I didn't grow up with it. Like no. you know, I don't. I, I played baseball and yeah. football in the streets yeah. you know and we would yeah, like that was those are the games that we played in the streets yeah um, soccer was just a yeah 
funny thing during PE. Yeah, they told me, and um, it's funny. Eh? It's the biggest sport in the world, <laughs> but it's only lately getting uh, traction here. Yeah, just wait until uh, the US uh, starts uh, playing seriously soccer. Uh, it'll it'll be coming. Well, the World Cup's going to be in. Um, oh, so Mex true. Yeah, yeah, Canada, yeah, United and States, US, yeah. and uh, Mexico. Interesting. That'll be a big uh, boost. No, I find that the way they do the leagues, the MLS, and all of that. Sort of complicated. Yeah, it's hard to follow. Yeah, it's uh, that's how I think about, about just yeah. soccer in general too. Like with the you know, the Euro leagues and the Spanish, the, the Latin American leagues, it's hard. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's my son's dream to play professional soccer one day. Yeah. So we're trying to make that uh, happen. How old is he? Seventeen. Okay. And is he gonna uh, go play for a good like college, or is he gonna try uh, to? Okay. That's the idea. Yeah. He okay. wants to play like first or second division for a good college. Yeah. See if we can get invitations. Uh, he's a junior right now, so okay. I'm taping all his games, so making a footage of his nice. plays, and um, yeah, and then hopefully next year we'll get invitations, and then hopefully he can play somewhere. He's smart. He has a lot of. Uh, brain power so to speak and uh, he also wants to study something he wants to get a degree in something um, although his number one love is, is soccer um, but yeah the US is the country to do it I think and uh, there's a lot of growth there's a lot of you know, professionalism towards uh, sports so although he also has a Dutch passport so he could potentially also play in the Netherlands but yeah, currently we're here, so we'll uh, see if we can make it work. Yeah. Those are fun times when you're 16, 17. Yeah. Scary times, but. Fun times. <laughs> it's always scary because the girls don't always love you. <laughs> the girl that you like the most. Uh, Yeah, it's an important time in life where you bond, where you get good friendships, stuff like that. That's why also we want to try to stay put in Naples for his sake. So that, um, but then once he goes to college and he, let's say that he does make a good team, yeah, I want to be there. Yeah, and my work is online. I'm in IT, so yeah. we, we can move. We'll see if that happens. Those good schools in Florida, there's like Florida State, University oh, of yeah. Florida, big yeah. college, like sport schools in Florida. Yeah, it's a team sport, you know, I mean, you're dependent on the team as well to see if coaches notice you, things like that. And uh, being a foreigner, it's still hard to understand exactly the process. You have to go to a lot of ID camps where then coaches come and see you play. Um, 
yeah, all those cost money. So, yeah. but yeah, that's uh, basically what's going to be next year. A lot to go to a lot of ID camps and yeah. see uh, if he gets uh, noticed. You can also sign up with the NCAA. But yeah, that's three thousand bucks a year or so. So we're not going to do that. But then, uh, yeah, they have a whole package ready for you. Yeah, my brother spent so much money on his kids because they were swimmers, and the okay. son played water polo. All right. And he went to good school. He's in D one. And. Uh, she was in D2 school for swimming. That's amazing. And then they both stopped after their freshman year. <laughs> after their freshman year? Yeah. Oh, yeah that's stopped. also possible. You know, all the years traveling to see your kids, like paying for the flights to go to these tournaments or these meets, the driving, like, and then they get into school and... They go, yeah, thank no, you. I'm, you know, I'm just no. going to just like... I'm going to fall in love with something go to class, else. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's just so true. <laughs> Thank you for that yeah. remark, though, because it does make me uh, aware that um, you should just enjoy the moments. Yeah. You should just like, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I just love driving to all these places with him and with my wife. Mm-hmm. Usually, the three of us. Those are the best times. And those are the wonderful those are the times. Best times. Exactly. And if he makes a D1 or D2, great. And if he doesn't, that's fine too. Yeah. When he gets older and has kids, I promise you he will remember those drives and he will be telling stories. People that he played soccer. You know, he went to kid, you know. He will be telling those stories. Yeah, for him also, these are good times. Yeah. Although then when the coach puts him on the bench, right? Oh man, he gets so upset. <laughs> you know. But that's what sports is also about, right? It's yeah. not only about success, you also have to learn to cope with all the yeah. disappointments all in yeah. life. Yeah. But the art is to cope with it. And it's it's a good learning school actually. Get over it, focus on the next uh, game. Yeah. But if you could fantasize, what would, I don't know why this now pops into my mind, but because you mentioned that um, it's not the perfect job, it is sort of boring. It's perfect that it fits your life perfectly and you wouldn't want to lose it. But what would be the the perfect job? If the cases were more interesting or? No, I think the perfect job would be um, not having a boss. Oh. Would be running my own. Oh. But even then, that's stressful too, right? I mean, that's not easier. It's, um, sometimes it's oh, easier. It's more stressful, but it's more rewarding. It's yeah. Uh, there's more financially too, probably. Probably, too. yeah. Um, no, I don't think that it's more flexible in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I've been fired. You know, I've been fired before. Um, okay. Twice, and uh, every time that that has ever happened in my like when I was young, much younger. I'd always told myself I never wanted it to happen again and I would do I would love to run my own business so that it would never happen and never have to feel that feeling where you're being judged as not being good enough or inadequate and I just hated that 
but well, we all get judged anyway. Yeah. Even if you run your own business. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's uh, you often were our own toughest judges. Yeah. Um, but so that's the dream, eh? So you have to start I your. I mean, own. I think like I think like to be really honest, it's probably just something that I, I when I wake up, I'm excited to do it. And I, when I wake up, I'm not excited to go to work. Right. But I wake up because I'm I need to go to work. And right. I, and I need to make money. Right. You know? And right. I, and I have like a longer vision for I think what I want to do and yeah. every day, every dollar I earn makes me feel like I'm closer to that vision but yeah. I don't even know what I would do when I get there anyway. Maybe I would just be bored and there's only so much golf, you know, like I love to cook, like I used to have like romantic dreams of like opening a small restaurant and oh, yeah. cooking for people and mm -hmm. uh, What about um, is if if the is the company that you're working for growing? Yeah, we're growing. So then maybe one day there's an opportunity because if you've been there since basically the beginning, not the very beginning, but rather in the beginning, so you know the the, the business inside and out, you would be perfect for starting a, a franchise office somewhere else. Yeah, that's what they they always dangle. They dangle like the the ownership portion over me yeah yeah but also like starting your own office somewhere but you're yeah. using their name using yeah. their business yeah but it's your office it's your income uh -huh. you may have to pay a percentage i guess that's sure. then the deal that you have to make i mean honestly i probably name. i probably could do that i probably could come out to florida and do that yeah you know example. florida is a big is a really lucrative state I mean to be honest it's usually California Texas and Florida are the big states in New York are the big states and yeah think about it yeah maybe talk with uh, the wifey yeah see what she says but uh, yeah it seems more interesting because then you're not so focused on the cases mm -hmm. of course you are but you it the focus is more overall yeah and you will get your own people doing the cases for you and you still need to sit on top of that but it's also more organizational and uh, customer relation and all of that but um, yeah interesting I hope I never need you though <laughs> I hope you never call me <laughs> hey Mark well it might be we a good thing you then, you, well, then, you, then you won a bunch of money you know that's uh, yeah right okay fine no but these are used probably the cases are not really great yeah it's true no fun uh, cases yeah. uh, just people get hurt or they get cheated or yeah. they get stolen or they yeah. get whatever something bad happens because it goes to court oh you must see a lot of interesting cases too though. Like, how did I get away with this? All the time. Or, All the time. what was that guy thinking, even trying something like that? Yeah. I mean, I read the news, you know. This guy hits a traffic jam, turns around and goes back in Germany. And eventually has 40 police cars following him <laughs> and a helicopter on top of his roof. Yeah. I mean, and he tries to go to escape. So they block off the highway. So the highway is empty. He steps on it. I mean, what are you thinking? That you can get away? 
from society? Are you gonna live alone on an island the rest of your life? It's just, yeah, I guess drugs and drink and whatever those people do, but it doesn't make any sense really. Yeah. So do you do you just turn around and go right back to Naples now? In this case, yes. Okay. Yeah. The chances that um, I will find a ride back to Naples are nil. Okay. Uh, but because this is a comfort ride, it pays me enough to. Um, I can I can say I get 150 out of this ride. Okay. And that's for me. It's enough to be in the car for five hours. Yeah. It's thirty dollars an hour. That's yeah. that's a good deal for me. Okay. Uh, if it was a, just a normal Uber X, I may have not taken the ride. Okay. Because then I would have gotten like maybe a hundred. Yeah. For five hours, that's twenty dollars an hour. That's borderline. Okay. Yeah. And actually, it's still light. It's four o'clock. I may just for fun do a couple of rides inside Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably take a new ride from the airport. Okay. Grab a quick bite somewhere, and then uh, I'm actually not even hungry. I, I seldom or never go to Tampa. I always go to Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and. Um, Fast. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I it's I'd never think of uh, Fort Lauderdale being closer, but it is. It's right on the same Why? like parallel. Exactly. Right? Yeah. At the end of um, seventy-five. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and then uh, Tampa always feels like closer. closer to me because it's just right up north. Yeah. Uh, it's an hour difference. Yeah. Yeah. People also fly from. Um, Again. Punta Gorda, I think. Okay. There's an international or there's a domestic uh, few dust that sometimes has uh, good tickets. But yeah, it all depends on the destination. Sun's uh, oh, okay. games, uh, BOA games. They, they'll have like tournaments and stuff around here. I've never been to the uh, airport. Can I ask what do you drive? What kind of car? Yeah, uh, I drive BMW. Okay. How is that holding up for you? I love it. Good car. You like yeah. it? Yeah. It's funny you mention that because I actually bought it after the fire. Oh really? Yeah. It's a while ago. Yeah. Five years. I wanted a car that could um, outrace 80 mile an hour fire. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I bought a nice BMW. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. Something like in front of us or more yeah, an it's SUV? Yeah, an, it's an M. It's a, an M2 if you know what that is. All right. Uh, no, not exactly, but yeah, but it looks yeah, it's a little smaller. It's like coupe, like more of the coupe uh, two door. Oh yeah, okay. Um, that is so nice. 
my uh, first American car. Oh yeah, what do you think? Uh, I think it's pretty good. I like it a lot. I did now uh, 80,000 miles in uh, two years. Wow. So yeah. That's a lot. 40,000 miles a per year? Per year, yeah. That's thanks to Uber. <laughs> I've got 30,000 miles on my car right now. In five years? Yeah. Jeez, buddy, you going to go anywhere? <laughs> I drive like across the Golden Gate Bridge every day for work because okay. I work like right across the outside the city. All right. Um, and it's a reverse commute, so I never hit any traffic, and it's beautiful. Oh, I get to look at like Alcatraz and the Golden Gate Bridge. So every morning, if I'm ever stressed going to work, I'm like, nice. I love my, I just love the drive. Just put, puts me at peace, and then. Yeah, and then you just you know you walk. I walk around in the city if I need to go somewhere. And that's the nice thing of San Francisco. You got good transportation. Yeah, and I don't need to drive everywhere. And Actually, this reminds me of uh, Mexico. Mexico City is full of this. Oh, those stuff. Uh, those, those like highway tall, above a yeah, highway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Funny, but um, yeah, San Francisco has good uh, transportation. You don't always have to take the car, especially when you want to go downtown, you want to have a drink or yeah. dinner, that's better not to. Yeah, this is so comfortable, I love it. It's uh, pretty good gas mileage too, and uh, seats are comfortable. Yeah, actually I was happy when I saw your car pop up because I knew that it was going to be comfortable for the, for the drive. Yeah. Well, you ordered a Comfort. I know, but you Usually never know. You, you never, never know. know. No? You never know. Well, Comfort at least means uh, leather seats. Oh, right? it does? I think so. Okay. And they're usually a little bit more legroom, so it's a, a little bit larger cars, a little bit bigger cars. Yeah. swimming but hey it's gonna be nice yeah. I've every time I've been to Naples a few times in the summer oh my god 
Yeah, it uh, was like when I was there. I was there over July fourth, a couple years ago. Okay. It was uh, 100 degrees and 100 degree humidity. Yeah. And I, I'm a cold weather person. Oh really? Like yeah, yeah. I'll probably wear this on the plane, and when I get to San Francisco, it'll be like in the 40s, and I'll be fine. I don't care. But uh, wow. <laughs> but when it's hot like that, I just. Yeah, that's I'm, such, I'm such a wimp. I just can't take it. I'm like. Yeah, it's a little bit like the winters in New York, except that in New York you stay indoors in the winter. In, in Florida you stay indoors in the summer. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody's a zombie. You know, like you come out or vampires. Everybody stays inside during the day and then at night come out. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I got used to it. The first summer here, I also thought it was grueling, but I sort of like it. I sort of enjoy it. What the also a trick is for me is uh, to have vents, fans on the ceilings, so that way that cools you down uh, yeah. really nice, and then you don't have to put the air conditioner so uh, hard. Mm -hmm. So the temperature at home is usually like 78 or so, which is a little on the warm side. But then when the ceiling fans, it's it's nice. Um, yeah, I like it. Oh, got used to it, I guess. I think that California heat, as well, my son says, is some more is dry heat. It's dry, yeah. Yeah, it's different. I mean, LA is a little humid. Um, uh, yeah. but I didn't like, like LA though. I, I don't. I don't like LA no. personally. It's not my town. No. There's a lot to do. I'm sure. If yep. you can get there and sit in traffic and deal with it all day. Yeah. But I'm like a more city person. If I'm going to be in a city, I want to be able to walk places. That's yeah, just how yeah. I am. Uh, yeah, San Francisco is a good place to be. Yeah. But there's not a lot of cities like San Francisco, though. You probably wouldn't like uh, Miami for too long, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's I it's spread out, too. You know, it's like, it's like L.A. a little bit. It's a car culture. Miami, yeah, exactly. Car yeah. culture kind of place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, clearly, I don't really drive, you know. I like driving, but I don't drive my car, obviously. 30,000 miles in five years. But. No. Uh, th that's why this is also not a good car to drive for Uber because the depreciation is so high. Um, yeah, this is what I had, so. It's still fun to do. I still make profit, so I shouldn't complain. Why, well, if you like, if you need to make a living with Uber, you should drive a small like. Toyota Corolla or something yeah. like that. That's so cheap to drive. And you can put the money in your pocket. Yeah, if I drive a car like that, then where am I gonna hang the camera? Jeez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> so. I'm so curious to see if this ever is gonna work or not. They say you have to like try about 10 months yeah, I think to you see do it for a while. what it does. Yeah, yeah. The, the algorithm has to get used to you to know what yeah. kind of people like the content that you create. And uh, 
Yeah, there's no guarantee, so you just gotta mm -hmm. throw it out there and see what happens. I'm also noticing that I, I'm getting better at editing a little bit, so I just don't have the time to go edit it to make it real fun, the video. Yeah. Because that's what the professionals do, right? Yeah. You do the zoom ins and the pans and the this and the that. And smaller than Miami. Miami has more of a skyline. Mm -hmm. But this is of course peanuts compared to uh, San Francisco. San Francisco must, must be much higher, no? Yeah. This is very concentrated. It's a very tight, yeah. This? No, San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco, yeah. yeah. Why is that? It's only seven by seven, seven miles, seven by seven. So it's a very small footprint, so, oh, yeah. you know, it's like a Manhattan effect where it just, all the buildings, all the, it's just everything is in one location. We don't have like freeways going through the city. flown on an uh, aircraft yourself? On an aircraft? Have you flown an aircraft yourself? No, no, no. Oh, never done that? No. Wondering. Have you? Ultralight. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. I've been a passenger on the um, glider. That was super fun. I've been on some seaplanes. Yeah. Seaplanes? Yeah, the oh, one to cool. like, land on the water. Wow. The propeller. Huh. I've been on one of those ones. My dad. Where? Uh, in the in the San Francisco Bay. Oh, okay. It was like a tour. Yeah, just like a like little private plane. We, he got it at like a like an auction. You know, you bid on things, and he got one of those, and we did it. It was I thought it was terrifying. Oh really? Yeah, it was terrifying. Oh, really? well, which part? The landing? Or everything. The everything. Everything. Because it just like, is this plane safe? <laughs> it's, it's a little like noisy and shaky. Little noisy, and, and the door is just like a bar that closes. You know, it's that hinge. just a little hinge. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, you know, when they turn, your body is like yeah. a forty-five degree angle, yeah. and you're looking right down. All right. They fly around the skyline. My oh. dad, my dad loved it. He was loving it. Right. I was yeah. just secretly, I just didn't complain, but I. I was just secretly couldn't wait until I got back on the ground. 
<laughs> you think though that was this before or after the fire? It was before. Before, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I would think that after the fire you would get more adventurous. Like, oh, what the heck? Yeah. I got well, like a, a yeah. ton of guardian angels on my shoulders. I can do anything. Yeah. Well, you also don't want to die in another tragic manner. Right. <laughs> so that's you don't want to get true. fooled. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get fooled twice. So you get actually the, more that's careful. The other part. Oh yeah. yeah. So you have this huge adventure, you survive it, and you die in a stupid plane crash. <laughs> uh, that would be an anti-climax in yeah, your life. Yeah. That I would, would I be would a waste. I would not be happy. Oh. <laughs> Alright, you go then, uh, go with a bang. Nah. No, it's better to go quiet. I once uh, jumped out of an uh, airplane. Oh, skydiving? Uh, parachute. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the skydive lasted only like, how long was that? I think maybe like 20 seconds. Uh -huh. We jumped out, 20 seconds free fall, maybe 30 seconds free fall, and then pulled the parachute, but with an instructor. So, you know, you're just a passenger basically. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, that was uh, for my uh, daughter's uh, 16th birthday. I asked her, what do you want to do for your birthday? She said, I want to go parachute jumping. I said, I'm coming with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. And uh, never again though. <laughs> no, yeah, no.
in Terminal Blue, United. Here the terminals have colors. Usually it's one, two, three, or A, B, C, and here it is red and blue. nice talking to you uh, likewise Andrew. mark yep thank you for coming to get me yeah you're very welcome thank you for flying with uber carry on or are you also gonna check in? No, I just carry on, yeah. United is the first one here. Now we talked a lot. Yeah. Actually we just uh you got a lot of editing. <laughs> you got a <them>, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> But uh, some unique stories, that's for sure. Jeez. All right, here we go. 